Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. What's up, everybody? Hey, people starting to come in. What's going on, guys? Today's going to be a good day. Today's going to be a really good day. We're going to be talking about, first day we talked about picking the markets. Gavin is going into East Baton Rouge Parish. I'm going into Park County, Colorado. We talked about how we picked those counties. Yesterday, day two, we talked about the marketing that we're doing. Gavin is doing a combination of three things, direct mail, cold calling, and texting, I believe. I am doing just direct mail, sending simple letters to sellers. Dana's here. Dana, how are you? Awesome. How are you doing? Really good. I want you guys to meet Dana. We've been working together for a long, long time. And she is behind the scenes making everything run smoothly. So thank you, Dana. You're welcome. (laughs) Good, good. So you guys better be nice. (laughs) Sean and Roger. Again, listen, if you're watching us right now, type in the comments. Say hello. Tell us you can hear us and see us. We'd really appreciate it. The more comments and things that we can see, the more it gets spread out there that we're actually live and people will start to uh, tune in who maybe have missed us. There's Gavin. What's up, Gavin? Good morning. How are we? Nice. Where are you? I am in uh, Port St. Lucie, heading to West Palm Beach. Nice. That's I have an awesome. in-client. Remember we ran that promotion a, a month ago? I have an in-person client set up for two days, Thursday, Friday, so uh, this week. Awesome. I'm going to be coming live from West Palm. One of the things tomorrow. that we do with our coaching clients is um, they'll either come to us or sometimes Gavin will go to them and we'll set up their stuff, which is a, really a lot of fun. Gavin enjoys doing that. Are you flying or do you drive your RV or do I, you still have your no, RV? No, I'm driving. I do. The RV is in Arizona, but I drove it's in Florida. So I drove last night. Uh, I did like six hours and then I'm, I'm only about 45 minutes away, but I'm going to meet Tom Kroll for lunch nice. after this. And then head to West Palm, ready for, for tomorrow. So yeah, I'm excited. Love it, love it, love it. Everybody's coming in here again. If you're just joining us, type in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, wherever you are. Let us know you're watching us. You can hear us and you can see us. Say hi. Tell us where you're from. Tell us how the weather is doing. I golfed yesterday, nine holes, and it was 82 degrees. Beautiful. Beautiful. And you know, I'm going again today because I have to. I got to take one for the team, Gavin. <laughs> yeah. I know. I can only imagine. You're probably going every day this week. Why not? No, I'm not. Just two <laughs> you days. Wish. I'm, you I wish. Might you might go. I might go Friday. But what I'm telling you, this is the best time of the year to golf, Gavin, because like the weather's really nice and the course is empty. For some for some reason, late summer, nobody goes golfing anymore. I don't know if it's because school starts or maybe they're just tired of golfing. All the tournaments and matches and you know are done. And um, I don't know what it is. It, well, it was interesting. I was in, I went to a mastermind a few weeks ago in North Dakota and we went to a country club and uh, one of the guys at the clubs, we went, we went there and he was saying it makes complete sense. It's like at the weekends, you can walk on the course and it's dead. And I'm like, that makes no sense. That's impossible. He's like, it's really busy in the week because everyone has lake houses. So everyone goes to the lake houses at the weekend. So you can golf, like literally walk on. Normally me growing up, you can't get out on a weekend. It's so busy. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of crazy. I work. All right. So 
Good, you guys are here. Welcome again, everybody. Today's day three of the new virtual market challenge, where we are going into two new markets. Gavin is going doing houses, I'm doing vacant land. Welcome again. If you're just joining us, day one, we talked about how do we pick our virtual markets. Day two, we talked about what kind of marketing that we're doing for new leads. Uh, Gavin is doing, correct me if I'm wrong, Gavin, I know you talked about this. Um, I, you're doing cold calling, a little bit of direct mail, and a little bit of texting. Is that right? We just yeah. tried text messaging yesterday. Yep. And then uh, I'm doing just direct mail, sending a simple letter on uh, telling sellers, hey, if you want to sell your land, call or text or call our 24-hour recorded voicemail. Um, we talked yesterday about some of the tools that we're using, the software for all of this. It makes it easier. Uh, Gavin, so far, we're three days into this. How many leads do, would you say you have right now? I'm looking right now. So I started, direct mail still will not hit this week. So direct mail has been sent and it's going to go out. It'll hit next week, unfortunately. I didn't get it out fast enough. Uh, but I've got from the first two days, five hours cold calling. So 10 hours total of cold calling. We've got eight leads. Oh, which is awesome. very, very good. That's, good. That's way above average. And then we sent for the first time yesterday, we sent 500 text messages out and we've got one lead so far with that. So that number is actually a lot less than I thought it might be. Um, but they're leads that we're, we're classing them as, they're not conversations, they're actually leads that we pre-screened to, to get into the CRM. So we have one from text messaging, 500 cent. We have one lead. Uh, we have obviously cold calling. We've done 10 hours. We've got eight leads so far. Okay, very cool. I sent out letters to Park County, Colorado last week because it takes you know weeks sometimes for that letters those letters to hit. And uh, looking at right now, we've got 15 leads from that campaign, which is I'm really happy with. Although it's normally more than that, I. I picked a very competitive county. A lot of land investors are targeting Park County. And part of the reason why I wanted to do that was to show you, you could even still do this in a competitive market. But Gavin, why do you think for houses, the you're getting higher than normal response rates with your cold calling? What do you think the reason for that is? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, there's a, there are a few things, right? Like we have VAs that have experienced on the on the calls, right, that we know. Uh, that we've put a lot of time and effort into. I think that's one reason. I think then cold calling is all about answers. Like how many people are at, how many conversations are you having? And that's why you have to take it over a period of time. We just may have got, you have to be in it to win it, right? In terms of you've got to be, you know, you create your own look in life. I, I believe that. Um, and, and we're just, we've had a good start. Now, it's not going to continue. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to be sitting here going, we're getting four leads every single day for this month. Of course not. It's, we're going to see a dip, okay? Um, but overall, we're going to see one to two leads every three to four hours or four hours over a month period. That's kind of what we're looking at. So we've had a good start. Um, the other thing as well, I just want to share, I already knew this and I didn't tell you this the other day is that when you're pulling data for certain counties, now this is a parish that we pulled, but it's basically a county, that the way that the county records data is out of your control. So when we, when we select single family, we actually pull land as well. So lot, lots of land, okay? Um, so we, we actually have at least one that I noticed that have come in. Maybe two of them are actually lots. Now, 
do we want to work them? Yeah, we'll, we'll sure, we'll, we'll take a look, but it's not something of like we're, we're super interested in. Um, so expect that. People say, well, why have I got land in this in this data? It's, it's not nothing to do with the service. It's about the way that the county just doesn't separate land and houses. So you will find these little different things in your counties that you, that's kind of out of your control. Yeah, very good. I also am wondering, though, Gavin, if maybe the reason why one of the reasons why you're seeing, you're experiencing higher than normal is there are more motivated sellers now than there were six months, 12 months ago. Absolutely. Right. The, the days on market are going up. Mm-hmm. Price, a lot more price drops, a lot more contracts falling through. Sellers are kind of panicking a little bit because they're realizing, man, just six months ago, my neighbor sold their house in a day at multiple offers above asking price. And now it's been a month and I've not gotten any offers yet. And they're freaking out and they're lowering their price and they're seeing everybody else lowering the prices and the realtors are kind of like, oh my gosh. So it, it actually, we're coming into a more normal market maybe, but we're yeah. starting to see higher motivation, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think we talked, Joe, months ago when we did like the recession, like we're coming in and, and, and we said it's going to take six months for the sellers to kind of wise yeah. up and see this and six months for us to show the data to the sellers and talk about it. Hey, Mr. Seller, like this house has been sitting there and it's not selling at the price you want. Why is yours going to sell? It isn't, right? But we didn't have that data before because all we had before is, well, it got listed. It had 50 offers and it went 40,000 over asking. I've got no words for that. I've got no argument for that because that's the reality. That isn't the reality now. So I'm going to be using that in the sales cycle, having conversations when it's necessary to say, look, these things are sitting. Um, I talked to a realtor two days ago in savannah and he said if you price it right it sells fast it's not going over asking but it sells fast if you're over it will sit there this thing's sitting there for 30 40 50 60 days because people think they're worth that and it's and all that is good data for us to use when we're on the phone trying to lock deals up well it's all mindset too right because a lot of people are looking at this thinking oh man the market is going south we're going into a recession and they they panic. So you know the saying, like when everyone else is, I'm going to get this wrong, but when everyone else is running, you should be going the opposite direction. When there's fear, you should be greedy. <laughs> when there's too much greed, you should be fearful. You know what I'm saying there? And so a lot of people are are having this mindset of like, oh my gosh, things are getting bad. I need to slow down my market. I need to be more conservative. When the market slows down like this, this is when you need to be more aggressive. This is when you need to put push your pedal to the metal, pour more gas on the fire, do more marketing, make more offers, because this is when you really start doing it. And especially as we come into the fall, guys, especially as we're coming into the fall, some people, and I used to think this, oh man, the end of the house buying season is over. It's too hard to sell deals in the fall. It's even with lease options. I used to think that I'm going to have a hard time finding tenant buyers in the fall because most of everybody moves in the spring or early summer. Wrong. The fall is the best time to get deals under contract because the sellers are thinking that. Your competition is backing off. They're doing less marketing. But if you plug in and and, and be hyper-focused even more, lean more into the marketing and making offers, you're going to get more deals under contract. And you're going to find, guess what? You can still sell your deals, land or houses, in the fall and in the winter. There's still people that will buy these things, right? Yep. And definitely, I, I want to say that we have, um, or not we, but everyone, you've got to stop 
creating scenarios in your head because it's so easy to do. We, we do it all the time. Well, they're not going to accept this offer. There's no way they're going to take that. There's no way they're going to give me terms for seven years. There's no way they're going to accept 0% interest. There's no way that payment's going to work. Like This is all you building up. You're bringing the objection up yourself, and you cannot do that in this business. You, 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 um, you've just got to tackle what's in front of you. It's just like when people say, when do I make calls? Now's the time to make calls. Stop putting the boundaries up because guess what? You'll say, oh, it's too early to make calls. They're probably having breakfast. I'll call them at lunch. Well, they don't want to bother them at lunch. You know, they're probably on their hour break. I'll call them after work. Well, now they're probably getting the kids dinner. And you justify all these things just to not pick up the phone and do it, right? So you've got to stop that and you've just got to do it now. Get on the phone. Stop justifying all this stuff and just deal with the, the scenario in front of you and then solve it. That's the goal. Yeah. Are you a yeah, butter? Yeah, but what about this? Yeah, but, you know, it's too late. I'm tired. Yeah, but my market's too competitive. Yeah, but uh, I don't want to spend all that money on marketing, right? Yeah, but, 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 but let's stop being yeah, butters, okay? Yeah, butters don't make money. That You will yeah. never succeed in this business if you're letting your yeah, butter get in the way, right? You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And it happens, Joe, all the time. And the, and the people on here will be smiling and laughing because everyone, we all do it, right? Yeah. It might not be on the sales, but we push things back. The call we don't want to make or the, oh, I've got to call the insurance guy or, oh, I'll do it later. Or, oh, he's probably doing it. Like we all, because we don't want to do it. That's the reality. That's why we're, we're putting these roadblocks in. But the reality is when you analyze that is that every time I do that, I'm not getting anywhere. I'm just getting further behind and I'm not achieving what I want or what I need to achieve. Yeah. You guys that are getting those, letting those yeah butters get in your way, you're inches away from the goal. You're digging, you know, and you're going to quit and you're going to give up and you're going to realize, oh, it's just an inch away and somebody else is going to get that deal because you gave up and quit too early. You know? Yeah. I so, had one rule real quick. One rule I used to do when I was pounding the phone is when I was done and I was at the end and I couldn't take any more, I didn't want to do any more, the rule was I had to call two more leads. That was the rule. Answer or not, two more. And I can't tell you how many times them two leads would come in and be a deal or would change your day, change your mood. So you just sometimes have to push out your comfort zone yeah. uh, and just do two more when you think you're done. Yeah, Ed Milet, I think is his name, um, he has a famous podcast. He has a book he just released called One More, Just One More or something like that. But it's the same thing yeah. of like, just do one more, send one more letter, make one more phone call, make one more offer, yeah. uh, send one more email. Just do that, take that extra step and it will reap dividends. You may not see it right away, but that compounding over time, you're going to start seeing that's success. Real quick, I want to talk about being a VIP because we're taking it down tonight. Tonight at midnight, and Dana is listening. Would you just make sure that there's that timer page? There's a timer on the newmarketvip.com page. If not, Jamelia can or Sam can add that in. But we're taking down the VIP tonight. And what do you get as a VIP? We do extra Q&A calls after these lives. We do for the next three weeks after this week, we're going to be doing two coaching calls a week, one with Gavin, one with me. And that's where we answer all your questions. We've already been looking at the comments. We got a ton of questions. We answer those 
on those 30 minute Q&A calls. You're also going to get lifetime access to all of these recordings. You're going to get all of the contracts and marketing documents that we're using in this challenge. You're going to get the multiple offer calculator pro version that we have. You're going to get the get started quick tutorial videos where we dive into a little more detail and teaching you how to do some of this marketing that we're doing. And you're going to get a free strategy session with our coach, Andy. And this is actually going really, really well. We're getting great feedback from the VIP members that we have already. His calendar is getting booked. And this is a guy that we hired. He works closely with us that helps our students get breakthrough roadblocks of this is where you are and this is where you want to be. And let's figure out what are those things in the middle that are stopping you? And how are you going to get to where you want to be? Like you're, you're going to, maybe, maybe you get there after, you know, two or three, four years of, of hard, the school of hard knocks, and, or you can get there faster, right? Mm-hmm. Or you're not going to get there at all, but you're going to know what you need to do to get to your goals. Okay. So yeah. that's a free strategy session we have with our coach. And you need, if you have any questions about that, again, go to newmarketvip.com. The link is in the description of this video, newmarketvip.com. And sign up right now because you're going to get lifetime access to these recordings and the coaching calls for the next three weeks. Cool. Uh, one more thing, too. Some of you are watching this right now on the YouTubes. Um, if you want to join the Facebook group where all this activity is happening, go to newmarketchallenge.com. It's free. Newmarketchallenge.com to get into the Facebook group where we're handling um, all, you know, all of these streams and things are happening in there. Cool. All right, Gavin. Today we're going to be talking about talking to the sellers. Now, for houses, you do the marketing, then you talk to the sellers. So it's different with land. With land, yeah. we're not talking to the sellers until after we send them an offer. With yeah. houses, you talk to them first and then send them an offer. So talk about what's going on now with these leads that you're getting. Yeah, so this is what we're doing right now. This is speed, guys, is so important in this business, especially on houses, especially in the competitive market, okay? Whether it is from direct mail, cold calling, it doesn't matter. So our, our, our sequence right now is the VA, and we load the list, we set the systems up, the VA is on the call. The VA is there to pre-screen leads. What does that mean? Basically, they're there to gather information. We want every lead that is interested in selling or interested in an offer, okay? Now, I don't care if they come in and they want 40000 over asking in the notes and all this. It doesn't matter. Why? My mindset with that is why wouldn't they want 40000 over asking? If you call me on my house, my house might be worth 750000 in Savannah. I want $1.5 million, please. doesn't mean I'm going to get it. Why wouldn't I want that, right? So stop all that, oh, they're asking too much nonsense. Think, well, yeah, why wouldn't they ask that? Let's dive in. Let's see what the problem is. So anyway... The VA will pre-screen leads. They will gather as much information as possible. They will find out, you know, beds, baths, condition, is it vacant? And then they're going to bring that lead in with as good a notes as they can get. When that lead hits, it alerts Chris. Chris then immediately, as quickly as possible, gets on the phone. They're already then going, oh, wow, like, oh, that was quick. Yeah, you just got off the phone with, let's just say the name, the, the, uh, the VA is called LJ. Uh, just got off the phone with LJ. And now his job now is to build the rapport, right? Now, we, everything is all about positioning and lead-ins. Now, LJ might leave that call and say, hey, Chris is going to get back with you with an offer. Now, when we call, we haven't got an offer prepared. 
So we're going to have to get around that if it comes at us. The easiest way is, hey, Joe, uh, you know, you just spoke to 12J. Um, he got some great information. Sounds like a good property, blah, 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 blah. But he never asked about the age of the roof. We never asked about this. This is something that was not on them notes that you can use to start that conversation. Now, once I have this, that we head into this conversation, we're going to work them through the four pillars. And you can write these down. Okay, so grab a pen and paper. So number one is the situation motivation. Like what's going on? Why do they want to sell? Okay, this is kind of the bulk of the call. Their why. What's the situation? What's going on? And you're going to hear things like, oh, it's vacant. Oh, I'm tired, landlord. I'm over it. I need money for whatever. Whatever that is, they're going to tell you in that part. Then number two is the timeline. How quickly do they want to sell? How quickly do they want something to, to, uh, to, to happen? Okay, so we get that. Number three is the condition of the property. Okay, making sure that we go over it or go deeper on the condition. And then number four is the price. How much do they want? Okay. So once we've done, once we've done, we've got these uh, four things. Okay. Now we can circle back around and solve the problem. This is the difference between now knowing, is this a cash offer that's going to solve it? Is this an owner finance offer? Is this a lease option? Is this a sub two? What is my angle now I have this information because let's get, let's and we can put this in the chat. If the seller says, "Oh yeah, it's um, it's just come vacant. It's a great house. It's in a nice neighborhood. We just did last year. We did a bunch of work to it. I'm not really in a rush. Uh, it doesn't really matter when it sells. Um, I'm not going to give it away. I, I, I want a real good price on this. If these are the things that are gonna that they're gonna say, put in the chat what." potential kind of offer is that going to be this potentially going to get accepted just give me a cash or a creative finance just say creative or cash put it in the chat real quick you see, see the comments right yeah creative 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 okay good right lease option absolutely so we're not solving the problem because the speed and it's not the cash that he wants he's got time it's all about the money so the positioning then on this, when I come back, would be to still make that cash offer and then position into a creative deal. Now, on the flip side, if he's saying it's vacant, we just had one with a client yesterday. I was on after we got off the VIP, I got on my coaching call, and they were like, "Okay, um, we have a scenario here: vacant house for ten years, not lived there, wants to sell, blah 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 blah." Now, obviously, that's now probably suiting potentially the cash option. Okay. Now, so once we've got this information, you're going to take the information that you've gathered. You're going to say, Hey, Joe, look, appreciate this. Real good, great conversation. I'm going to go away. I'm going to work on, uh, I'm going to look at some numbers. I'm going to get back with you with an offer. How does that, how does that sound? They're, they're going to say, yeah, great. Make sure you book that in. Uh, when can we talk? Six o'clock today. Perfect. Um, I know you talked about your wife, Joe. Is it, does she need to be on this call? Like, who makes the decisions? I guess you run it past the wife. He's going to say yes. I always run everything. Okay, can you both be on together? Make sure that happens. Now, when we're in this and we have motivation, you're going to call back to deliver the offer. This is really important. Do not just send an offer if you have motivation. This is critical. You've got to get back on, and you're going to do a verbal offer. You're going to use your sales skills to make this offer, especially when it comes down to cash. Because if if we're if if Joe wants one hundred and five, and I'm about to give him sixty thousand dollars offer, 
and I don't position it and do it on the phone, I just send 60,000 on an offer when he's motivated, how's that going to go down? Not well. All right. So we're going to get back on the phone and we are, I'm going to deliver the offer to him then. And, and, and I could go on and on about positioning this guys, but I will get on and I will say something like, Hey Joe, uh, great talking with you earlier today. Kind of looked at the numbers and, um, you know, I know you really wanted that one Oh five. Unfortunately, I just can't get anywhere near it. And I'm just going to go silent and I'm not going to say another word until he speaks. Okay. The awkward silence that might be seven, five seconds will feel like five minutes. And do not interrupt yourself and go again and talk. So I'm going to say, yeah, Joe, I can't get anywhere near that number, unfortunately. Now, Joe is going to say, well, what is the number? Well, I understand. What can you offer? What is your offer? He's going to come out with something. He has to. There's just no way he's not going to do that. So then I'm going to probably go again. No, Joe, honestly, we had a great conversation. I'm going to be, I'm going to be way lower and, uh, I just don't want to offend you, but just with the condition and the things that you've told me and the speed that this needs to happen, um, unfortunately, I just, I just can't, I just can't get, I just can't get where you need to be. Now I've, I've now gone again for the second time, right, of doing this. Then he's going to go again. No, I understand, you know, but just tell me, you know, it's fine. Like, you know, I don't have to. No, I know you don't have to accept it. All right, I'll, I'll tell you. Now I'm going to go in with that offer. Now I'm going to price anchor. Let's say I wanted to get a 70,000 locked up. I might say, look, Joe, I'm going to be around the 55 mark. It's just not going to work, is it? And he's now going to say, really, 55? That's way lower. As I said, like, it's not going to work. I keep disqualifying. I keep disqualifying my offer. And then I make one move. And my next move is, Joe, how close are we to 55,000? Now it's his turn to move the needle. And where's he going to drop to? And then my negotiation will start, okay, to try and get him to 70,000, to try and get this deal moved and locked up. So that's something that we are working on uh, through our sales process, okay? Um, so one more time, just real quick, lead comes in from the VA with good notes. Chris gets on the phone, builds rapport, goes through the four pillars, really hammers home what's happening, decides then if we're going to go and make an offer. Now, as you're more experienced, if it was me, I would probably make a verbal on the phone. I'm not going to tell you guys to do that unless you're experienced. Okay. If Nathan's on, which I know he is because he said morning, Nathan killed it. He's on track. I think he did 350 grand last year. He's on track this year to do 350. Again, he's on, he's in the moment. Boom, pull it up. I'm flying. I'm going to make an offer right now while I'm on. But you know, that's not reality for, for if you knew. So you're going to come off then after you've got your information, you're going to go back on, you're going to make your verbal. Then you're going to make your offer regardless of the outcome, and you're going to put them on follow-up. The only time you do not come go back and make the verbal is if they're giving you nothing, okay? So if they're just saying to you, um, make me an offer, you know, I don't really care. I don't care if it's six there for a year. That's my price, whatever. I'm not doing any terms. Just not interested in doing anything whatsoever. Of course, you're not going to call back and waste your time. You're going to get off. You're going to take the zest on Zillow. You're going to work your numbers off the zest and you're going to send it out. It's going to take you three minutes. You made your offer and you move on. That isn't, doesn't warrant your time going back for a verbal conversation. So that is going to be the sequence that we do, not only for cold calling, also for text messaging. And then obviously direct mail, we're going to be answering the phone live as many times as we can. Excellent. 
I know that was a lot, guys. Are you guys taking notes? Feedback. Yeah, let me know in the chat. Do I need to go over? No, that was quick because Joe's got to cover his land. We're only here for an hour. That's why we have the VIP. So make sure you get on there because I'll role play with you on VIP. Um, I'll do whatever I got to do, um, to, especially on our coaching calls next week or the next three weeks. We're going to be analyzing calls that are coming in live. We're going to be role playing, especially on my calls. Okay, we're going to be looking at deals. But this is the stuff that makes the money in houses. You've got to get good on the phone. And I'm not asking you to be salesy. I just need you to learn positioning, okay, and understand people. If you understand people, you can close in this business. Um, you don't need to be the car, the car salesman or anything like that, okay? Hit your four pillars, okay? That's what we're doing. And consistency is the key, being consistent, Every single day and the way consistency works, you're all probably listening to this, okay, and you're sole entrepreneurs. We all started there. You've got to work harder. You're wearing multiple hats. But at the first opportunity, you need a good virtual assistant. You need to start handing over tasks. So, again, I was sitting here yesterday on this live with you and leads are coming in. We've had eight leads come in and we haven't done anything yet. We have late leads to work, ready to go. If you're a sole entrepreneur you've got to and you don't have any money, you've got to create the eight leads yourself and then go through this process. So it doesn't matter who's doing it. Remember, in this business, there's three things. It's done by you, somebody else, or it doesn't get done at all. Which one are you? Pick one and change it. Because if you're the person that doesn't do anything at all, well, you're still going to be sitting in the same position next year in 2023. Or are you going to be the one that says, yeah, I'm going to step up and do it, or I'm going to hire someone or partner with someone that's going to do it? And they're your decisions. Yeah. Hey, listen, a lot of you guys are asking to see in the chat here, and I'm monitoring the things in Facebook. A lot of you are saying, how do I get the recordings or how do I watch that again? I want to write down the notes that Gavin just said. If you go to newmarketchallenge.com, it's free. You can join the Facebook group. And for this week, you can watch the previous videos that we've done in the Facebook group. So go to newmarketchallenge.com to sign up for that. And if you want lifetime access to the recordings, become a VIP, newmarketvip.com. We're taking that down tonight. So tonight at midnight, Wednesday night, day three, we're removing the VIP access. You get lifetime access to the recordings, extra coaching calls, the documents, and the scripts. Gavin gave you just kind of an outline, but you actually get the scripts if you want them to see the actual questions and the way that Gavin phrases them. Okay. And so we're getting a lot of questions in here too about specific things and how we're doing it and how do you send it and all that. So if you're a VIP again, listen, I'm <laughs> you may be thinking, Joe, would you stop selling the VIP already? But listen, <laughs> you need it. I wouldn't be pushing this if you didn't need it. If you want to yeah. ask to see the answers to the questions you guys are answering, then we will do that in the VIP. I think as well, I think as well, uh, guys, is that we, you know, we, we, we want to deliver. We don't have time in an hour to, to cover everything. Not, we're not, not trying. It's just impossible. So we dive deeper on them Zooms. And also, if you sign up today, and Joe won't mind me saying this, you come in Zoom after and you think this is nonsense, we'll just refund it. It's, it's not a problem. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so it, it, it doesn't matter. But you've got to do, you got to do it. And uh, and people in the chat have been saying the VIP has been awesome. So appreciate you guys. Say it again, Gavin. I said people in the chat, I've seen a few times that they've saying the VIP has been awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I was just saying I appreciate the comments on that. Good. Hopefully my audio is clear too because it's it's clipping on my end, but I think it's because uh, it's probably me. So if, if you guys can comment in the comments, let us know. Can you hear us okay? Is it clear? 
Yeah, Dana, can you can you hear us? Right. Just thumbs up, Dana. Is it me? Dana, she's giving us two thumbs up. Okay, good. okay, cool. All right, now I'm going to share some cool things. Now, uh, I'm a little nervous about this because I'm taking a risk. I'm going to actually show you the real leads that are coming in. And um, I'm just trusting you guys to not steal these leads. <laughs> I'm going to be giving you the, yeah. the name and the phone number and the address of this particular seller who's responded to our marketing. So can I get your pinky swear, you know, that you and, will not steal my leads? And I want to say, I want to say real quick, guys, the reason Joe is saying this and he's learned, well, he hasn't learned because he's about to do it again, but we lasted this. And he had an offer waiting to be signed. And then the next thing we know, within the hour, someone else is called, paid 2000 more, and they've signed with them if they signed immediately. So it happens, and hopefully our audience is awesome, and that's not going to happen today. But we haven't learned a lesson because he's about to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it, it, what goes around comes around. And if you're that that's kind it. of guy watching this right now, and we've already kicked a few people out of the group, just while Gavin's been talking because they're promoting other stuff. They're like selling affiliate links to other software and things. They're spammers. We've kicked them out of the group. We're doing our best to keep this group you know, above board. But if you're that guy or gal that does this, it will come back to you and you will, I don't want to say you'll suffer, like, but you will lose whatever you thought you gained by stealing other people's deals. All right, so it's just the way it is and I'm willing to take that risk because I'm, I like you guys. All right. So anyway, I'm going to share my screen. Gavin is just shaking his head. He's can't believe I'm doing yeah, this. I don't trust. I don't trust you. I'm not doing it. I'm joking, guys. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You see my screen looks good. Yes. Yep. All right. So this is Freedom Soft. We've sent out about three thousand letters so far. We got another two or three thousand. We're going to be sending out. We only have half of one percent response rate, which is pretty low because this is a competitive market. It's a desirable area in Colorado. It's right in between two mountain ranges. Um, it's you know an hour and a half, two hours from Denver and Colorado Springs. It's maybe an hour south of the ski resorts in uh, Summit County, like Breckenridge and Vail and, and uh, all of them, right? Copper Mountain. So uh, it's a competitive market, but I knew it would be. And uh, this is an area where there's a high demand for properties, but also they're high demand from investors, but also they can sell if you get a good deal. So the way it works when a lead comes into FreedomSoft, when they call the number that was on the letter, it creates a new record or a new lead inside the campaign. So I've created a campaign called Park County 1 to 20 Acres. And um, we'll probably end up at 1% response rate of this letters. Normally, we're at 2.5% response rates. Okay, So I'm not worried about it. We're going to get a deal out of this. And it's going to, on average, and the other thing that I like about this county is our average profit on these deals will be higher than they are in a normal, less competitive county. Okay. All right. So, uh, so far we've sent out seven offers. What we're doing with this that's different. Whitney is my main assistant. She sends <clears throat> with this campaign, we're sending out offers with return envelopes in them. Normally when we send an offer, we just send it through click to mail. It's a letter. And then they either with the contract and they take a picture of it or email it back to us or fax it back to us or mail it back to us. But this time we're taking a little extra step we're sending them an offer in the physical mail, like we're sending it ourselves, and we're including a self-addressed return envelope. Now, it's not stamped, but we're sending with them a, a self-addressed return envelope. One of my rock star students, I think it's Lil, sorry, Lil, if it's not you, if it's somebody else, but she's been doing this and been killing it. 
she's sending, when we send the offers, we don't talk to the sellers until after they get our offers, right? She's been including a return address, an envelope with a return address. They have to still put the stamp on it, but she's getting a lot of them back because think about it. A lot of these landowners, well, they're in their 60s and 70s. They don't have access to a fax machine. They may not, maybe then they're in their, in their 80s. And I'm not trying to knock people who are elderly, right? But I'm just saying like, they don't know how to take a picture of a contract from their phone and email it or send it to text it back to you. And it's too much of a hassle to make them print it. Sometimes it, the printer doesn't work or they don't have a printer. How are they going to sign this thing? Well, you could do electronic signature, but it's like, so why not give them the paper contract so that they can sign and then put it in the envelope and so they can just send it back to you. That's what we're doing. So the way it works now is a lead comes in. What happens with the way we do it is a VA opens the lead and then does all the research for us to look at it. Remember, we pulled the data before. Priced tells us what we should offer, but we're just going to confirm that number with what we see in Zillow. Price tells us what to offer. We confirm that. And then um, the seller gets the contract. Oh, no, no. For the VA sets it up then where the VA changes the status to they've requested an offer pending preliminary research. And this is when either myself or Matt, my dispositions guy, the main guy who does these, he looks at what the VA's done and puts in there. And we say, okay, yeah, let's go ahead and send this offer. So we'll go ahead and create the offer in the contract. And then we'll change the status to Whitney, send offer to seller. Whitney, oh, it was Lil. She says here, it's so much fun getting signed contracts in the mail. Thank, thank you, Lil. She gave me this idea. And uh, it's we just started it, Lil. Uh, this is the first campaign we've done this in. And sometimes these sellers, guys, they won't even call you back. They'll just sign the contract and you'll get it in the mail. And sometimes because we do so much follow-up, we'll get a signed contract three, four months later that it's like, where'd this come from? So this is a great thing about land. And the other cool thing about this is um, it's not like houses where you have to rush, rush, rush to get the offer to call the seller back and to rush them in the offer, you know, meet them in person or negotiate over the phone that you can be a little more slow with this. Okay. Um, so you could like once a week, twice a week at 10 o'clock at night, sit down, go through all your voicemails and send the offers out because you don't have to call them. All right. Anyway, back to this now. When Whitney, after she prints the offer, sends it in the physical mail with the return envelope, she'll change the status to offer number one sent. And then there's a workflow automation that happens in the background where it reminds us, well, in three or four days, it sends a text message to the seller saying, hey, you should get our offer in the mail in a few days. It sends us a reminder to leave them a slide dial voicemail uh, in a couple weeks if they've not responded yet. Hey, just following up with that offer we sent. And it sends us another reminder to send them another offer in 30 days. So we're following up every two weeks for the first three months with a text message, with a voicemail, and with another letter, another offer in the mail every 30 days. Why on earth would you do that? Doesn't that cost too much money? Yeah, get you got to get this yeah, but get the yeah butters out of your head Absolutely. and start sending offers because 25, I mean, 50 to 75% of your deals will come from the follow-up. So FreedomSoft will do a lot of that automated follow-up for you, but there's also something where it just reminds you with the task to send them another offer. Okay, Every time I say this, people don't take me seriously. They don't do the follow-up and they lose out on deals. And But then there's the few that do the follow-up and I see the comments all the time in Facebook, just like Joe said, wouldn't you know it? Just got a deal under contract after following up. I didn't believe him, but sure enough, 
I did what he said to do. I did the follow-up. It didn't make sense. They told me no. They were mad at me for sending them such a ridiculous offer, but I sent them an offer again every 30 days and I they signed it and sent it back. It happens. All right, so here is a lead. I'm going to click on this right here. This is a lead that came in from Donald blah, 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 and his number is blah, 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 blah. Okay, and he left a voicemail. If I click on communications, he left a voicemail right here. 21 seconds. I don't know what it says, but we sent him a text back or her a text back right away. Donald, I guess it's a guy. You never know these days. All right, so um, we sent him a text back. Thanks for calling. What was the letter reference ID on that letter? We'll send he, then he responded back in the text, Park 2231. So then we can go into our spreadsheet. Oops. Hold on, drive.parkcounty. We have a spreadsheet that we downloaded from Price, right? Here it is. Let's go, baby. Come on. All right. So they said park 2231. Copy that. Go into my spreadsheet. Do a command F for find. Command V to paste. Hit enter. And there it goes. It just found that park 2231 record. And here I can see the seller's name, the mailing address, and all of that. And all that information. So my VA takes that information and puts it into FreedomSoft here. We also sent them a text back. Hey, thanks. What's your email address? And um, the VA does that because we want to now get their email address. So we have their phone number. We have their email address. We have their mailing address. So we can follow up with them all three or four different ways. So then we go into lead details and the VAs put all this information in here. We have the APN, the county assessed value, what price says the property is probably worth, what we can sell it for. Price suggests offer $3,112. We have all this inf other information in here. So let's first, here's the GPS coordinates, okay? Let's look at that. I'm just going to click the search button, click here, open it up in Google Maps. Sometimes Google Maps shows you a lot line. So let's zoom out and just kind of see where this property is. All right, this is a great area. A lot of, lot of lots here. You can see Hartsell right there. And you scroll out, you can see it's kind of there, Colorado Springs, Denver. Breckenridge is right there, Silverthorne, Frisco, Keystone, et cetera, okay? Beaver Creek. So the other cool thing about this is, let's look at the satellite image, and you can see, you'd think, oh my gosh, it looks like a desert on Mars. What is this? You're in the rolling foothills here. You probably get some incredible views of the mountains. So let's zoom in a little bit, and I'm going to drag the yellow dude here for street view, okay? And there's no blue road, so there is no street view. Let's zoom out a little bit. All right, now we got a blue. Let's go right here. I'm just going to drag it to one of these, these intersections. This is what it, there's a house there, so that means there's some utilities. Oh, I got a blurry spot. I don't know what's going on there. But there's some, uh, okay, interesting, a dirt road, some RVs out there. Cool. And you can see the power line. There's power at least there. And this is the road you'd have to take to get to our property. But look at the mountains. Isn't that beautiful? Beautiful views out here. And this is probably, this was taken in October, 2021. So it is kind of dry and arid in the um, summer, but in the winter uh, and spring, this turns green. It's very, very beautiful. All right. And you can't go down here. There's no street view maps, but you can kind of get a picture and, idea, and an idea. There's this little hill there with some trees. Okay, cool. I like this area. I go back here and I also, the VA has given me um, a MapRite link. So MapRite is one of the tools we use. I can look at it real quickly here. Go to Map. MapRite's a subscription tool that um, allows us to see. Let me stop here. Stop. All right, I'm going to zoom out. 
Now, is there road access? It's one of the first things we look at. There definitely is road access. So the VA normally, they forgot to confirm that there is road access. But I'm going to zoom out a little bit more, kind of get a, oh, it does this to me all the time. It kind of freaks out. I'm zoom in a little bit here. Okay, now I'm going to click the 3D button, zoom in a little bit more. All right, my resources on my computer are really slow because I'm streaming this at the same time. But if I zoom in, you can kind of see the, if you hold the command button down or hold this button down, you can kind of see the, the view from the property, which, you know, there's mountains, which is cool. Okay, I hope you can see that. My computer's really dragging now because of the processing. All right, then I'm going to offer $3,100. i am going to sell it for maybe $12,000. let us look at what Zillow, why do I care what Zillow says? Not the Zestimate value. I want to know, okay, for a five-acre property, because this is five acres, 5.13 acres, what are other similar five acres selling for? I want to make sure I'm the cheapest. All right, so the map, the way the VA does it, is right in the center of this. I'm going to zoom in. I go to, I'm looking at lots only. I'm going to go to more. The VA is looking for two to 10 acres because you can't do, normally I'd want to do like maybe three to seven acres, but doesn't let me do that. I'm going to change days on Zillow to any. All right, done. There's a 207. Well, you may freak out about that, but maybe it's too many. Let's zoom in some more. There's a lot of competition out here. Go to other. All right, so I'm looking and I see my property is kind of in the center of this. There's a for sale by owner for sale right now for 15. That's five acres. This one is two for 14. They price cut recently. This one was in on Zillow for 75 days. If I go to agent listings, you know, there's a five acre for 16.3. So I'm just looking at this thinking right off the top of my bat, off the top of my head, uh, I want to make sure mine's cheaper than anybody else's. So I'm going to sell mine for 14,000. I'm going to sell mine for 14 grand. Okay. And I look here, price says I can sell it for maybe 12,500. So whenever I'm looking at and I see a discrepancy like that, I always go with the lower number. I want to be more conservative. Okay. And so the way my formula works, I get my calculator out. If I sell it for 12,500 times 0.25%, I'm going to offer about $3,100. Cool. I'm, this, I'm going to offer about 3,100. The other thing you can do is you can go here to solds. Oh, this is good. A lot of solds, but I'm going to make sure it, it's sold in the last 12 months. And look at this. There are, this is really good. This is encouraging. There's 445 solds in the last year. Now I'm going to scroll down and look at this. 4,500, 4,995, 5,000, 5,000, 5,000. So I'm not offering any more than what other investors have bought these things for. And I might even be able to offer a little more. So what should I do? Should I offer, you guys tell me what you think in the chat right now. Should I offer 3,100 like Price said to offer? Or because it's competitive and I'm looking here, there's a lot of solds in the 5,000 range. Do I want to be maybe more like 5,000? What do you guys think in the comments? Go and type them in right now in the chat and give us some hearts and thumbs up and likes. We yeah. have two people that gave us an angry emoji in Facebook. I don't know why, but I want to Let's see a lot more likes and loves and thumbs up. Okay. We're looking at the comments here. 4K, 5, 4,700, 4,500 in the middle, 4,500, 3,000, 3,500. Yes. Now, now you'd make yourself a blind, right? Say you'd again? Make, you'd make yourself a blind. You wouldn't call them. Right. I'm not calling the seller back. I could. No. Oh, Lil. Come on, Lil. Lil says she would offer 2K. See, little, why, see, little, I can little, tell Lil's been on the coaching calls with me. <laughs> yeah, Lil, why would <laughs> you offer 2K? 
Lil is again the one who said that she likes to send the the reply envelopes back. So Facebook user says it'll be competitive when you sell. Keep it low, right? It is competitive. So Mark Davis has an interesting comment. If you go 5K, let's go back to Mark Davis. Sorry, Dana's flipping the comments and I'm hiding them. All right, if you go 5K, you'll still make money and have a good chance to win the deal. That's right. So I don't know. I'm on the fence. I might uh, go ahead and show whatever comment you want, Dana. I, I'll stop sharing. Wilson. I was going to say, though, Joe, what if, sorry to interrupt, like, obviously the point is, because you have it down pat, that when you make these offers and it worked, but I'm just thinking, like, what if you didn't make a call? Like, if people wanted to, you know? Because I think that's where you could go lower, right? If you could get them on the phone and if, if they wanted to do that, you could literally find more out, like, what do they want and do a bit more if people wanted to, that's all. Yeah. Well, Lil, Lil is going to be upset with me if I offer too much. So I'm going to offer, I'm going to just offer 3100 So I think I can sell it for $14,950. i am going to offer $3,250. How about that, guys? I'm going to offer $3,250. So the way I do this, some, this just depends on the kind. I'm going to, don't worry too much about how I put these numbers in here. Um, today's the 24th. I'm going to give the seller until the 2nd for my deadline, and I'm going to close in three months. One, two, three. I'm going to close at the end of November. Okay. Then what I'm going to do is I'm going to go here to more actions and I'm going to create a contract. It's going to go to generate document. I have a contract right now for Park County right there. Click next step. Everything is filled out. Next step. Now I'm signing now the normally Matt does this. And so his signature will be here. Um, but so since his, my name is there, I'm actually going to do, I'm going to change this to where it's Joe McCall slash Matt Bills um, because his email, I want his email in here and his emails right here. This phone number right here, 719, that's the number that goes to our campaign. So if they get this or when they get this, if they have any questions, if they call that number, it's the same number that they called before. So then you'll see a history of their communication in the lead. Here's the one-page contract that we send. Again, guys, if I catch any of you sending an offer Hired to this seller. I'm not going to do anything, but God will get back at you. No, I mean, I, I shouldn't say that because maybe God won't. <laughs> I don't want to. God's not like a, a revenge God like that. But Dane is just laughing in the background. He, uh, he will, he will, somebody will, will, will come after you. Yeah. Gavin, I'm, I'm just asking for, I'm a sucker for trouble. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Now, so there's the contract. I could send it through click to mail to the seller right now by clicking email. And I can, th th I'm not going to do this, but I click mail. I have a contact in my FreedomSoft for an email address that click to mail gave me. And I have an email template called email to mail. So if I wanted to, if I click send email, it would send an email with this attachment I just contract I created to click to mail. Click to mail would get the email print the attachment, and send it to whoever is in the subject line. So the merge fields here has the name of the owner and the mailing address of the owner. So that's the way we used to do it. When we get an offer, we just send an email. We send the contract to Click2Mail. Click2Mail prints it and sends it next day, first-class mail to the seller. But this time, again, Whitney, my assistant who lives in Illinois, is going to get this contract and then print it and send it in the mail herself with a return envelope in it. All right, so I'm going to click lead details here. I'm going to just change the status to where to go here. 
there it is. Whitney send offer to the seller. All right. And in a minute, she's going to get a task that reminds her about this. And uh, I'm going to, these two tasks have been completed. Now, in a minute, Whitney's going to get a new task in here. That's because I changed the status for her to send that um, offer. Okay. And then when she sends, when she, after she sends it, she's going to change the status to offer number one sent. And that's going to trigger more follow-up automation in the background to happen. Cool. All right. Let me refresh this page. So, yeah, there's the task. It just was created. Whitney mail this offer and then change the status to offer number one sent. Cool. All right. We need to, uh, we're, we're at the end here. Somebody's asking like, what do you, okay, good questions here. Ah, I don't have time to answer them though. If your VIP will answer them. Let me just say this. We give ourselves three months to close because unlike houses, there's fewer buyers for vacant land. So you need more time to find a buyer for vacant land. And I will not close on it until I do find a buyer that will buy it. Okay. Um, that's why we want three months. And what else? There was another question here. Well, do we sell the contract before we close? We usually double close. And that's the great thing about land, guys. Like it's only three grand. If the seller takes my offer, sometimes they'll counter back. It's like three to four grand to buy these things. You can put that on a credit card. You can borrow that money from a friend, a family member, pay them 10% interest. 10% interest? That's ridiculous. Pay them 15% interest. On three grand, that's only 15%, 3,000 times 0.15. That's only $450, yeah. right? So pay them 15% on their money and uh, borrow that, pay them off in a few months. Now, let's say you decide to sell it with owner financing. So I, I, I buy it for $3,100. I sell it for 15 grand with owner financing. I'm going to get my $3,100 back from the down payment and the monthly payments in about six to eight months. I'll get my money back, pay my private investor back, and then I'm going to be getting cash flow of 150, 200 bucks a month for the next five years. So your, your cash on cash return in that first year would be, you know, 120 something percent. In fact, how are we doing? I, I want to show you guys something. We're doing. Are you guys good? Are you still following me? Type in the comments. Give us a thumbs up if you're if you're good, and if you want me to show you how the numbers typically work on a vacant land deal. Let me see the comments. Let me see the love. All right, we're getting a lot more likes and loves and thumbs up and yes, please. Okay, cool, cool. I'm going to share another spreadsheet with you real quick. Okay, so I'm going to zoom in real quick here to this thing. You don't need to see all of this. Let's look at here. The uh, look at this. This thing on the left here, ignore this stuff on the right. Um, let's say this property is worth 15 grand. So I'm going to buy it at 20%. I'm buying it for 3,000. If I sell it with owner financing, this isn't not my normal spreadsheet, but th this is fine. Okay. If I sell it with owner financing, I'm going to sell it for 15. If I'm selling it with, like, let me do something here real quick. I'm just going to move this stuff down a couple rows, come back up. Okay. So if I, selling price for cash, I might sell it at 90%. Okay. So that would be equal 90 times 15 grand. So I might sell it for 13,500 if I'm selling it for cash. So what's my wholesale profit, gross profit, not including closing costs and all that. It's going to be this minus three grand, right? So if I sell this, for, if I wholesale this deal, I'll make about $10,500 gross profit. If I sell it with owner financing, I can sell it for a little more. And I'm going to show you what that looks like down here if I sell it with owner financing. 
So I usually do five years, 9% interest. I try to get about a 10% down payment from the buyer, which means, look at this. I'm going to be getting $280 a month on this deal. What does that mean? That means I'm getting $280. Like where else can you, for $3,000 of buying an investment in something, without debt, get $280 a month in cash flow without tenants, repairs, maintenance, the headaches of all that goes in with owning rental property. All right, 280. So in the first year, I'm gonna get 3,300 back in payments plus the 1,500. So I'm gonna be getting $4,800 back in the first year. What's my cash on cash return? This number right here, guys, should blow you away. Okay, when you're buying a house with leverage or getting a mortgage, you know, to buy a rental property, you're doing really good if you can get 10 or 12% cash on cash return in your first year because you got to put 25% down. You know, you've got all this outlay and this risk and you're rehabbing the property, then you're renting it and you have to save for vacancies and maintenance and repairs and taxes and insurance and all of that, right? You're doing really good if you get 12% cash on cash return. So you put in 25 grand, you're making at least 12% on that money. With land, you're making 160% cash on cash return on this deal. So you're getting your money back in 0.62 years or however many months that is. You're getting your money back in like, what, eight months. Now let's say real quick, your goal is to make 10 grand a month in passive income. And you do, that means you're going to need 35 of these deals. And you just do two a month in one and a half years, guys. That means it's going to take you 17.8 months. In one and a half years, just doing two of these a month, you'll be getting 10 grand a month in mailbox money. Now that's, that's like money that comes in, in your, you don't have to work for that. That's passive. Now that only lasts five years, but again, just keep on doing these. This will grow over time. All right. Super easy to do these deals. This is why I love this land business um, so much. All right. Now, uh, a lot of good questions here. What if they decide not to pay? We'll cover those in the VIP. Again, we're going to jump now to our VIP coaching call. If you want to join us in Zoom, sign up right now at newmarketvip.com. If you're VIP, we'll meet you in the Zoom room in just a minute here. Uh, some of you guys have some questions like, hey, I just signed up. How do I get the Zoom room thing to see you guys? If You should get an automatic email right away. All the recordings for these calls, the coaching calls will be in a membership site. But anyway, if you have any questions about any of this, send an email to support at joemccall.com. My team is waiting for your email. They'll respond right away. Support at joemccall.com. We respond within minutes. Okay, cool. Anything else, Gavin? Oh, that's good. A good session today. Um, I'm excited. We'll see everyone live tomorrow or we'll see you right now in Zoom. We're gonna be yeah, tomorrow this. we're going to be talking about how Gavin sends the offers to these leads, right? And uh, we're gonna be, he's going to be showing you some of the offers that he's actually been making. And, uh, and I will be showing you what happens like after they, if they take my offer, how, do I, where do, how does my due diligence work? Like how do I actually see, let's say they accept the offer, what do I look for to determine if I want to go ahead and actually close on the deal? All right, guys? All right. Thank you, Gavin. We'll see you guys soon. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. 